Hey y'all, um, happy Easter again. Um, today is the Monday where you guys don't need to go to work, so good for you. I'm in school anyway, so it doesn't, every day is like a holiday, you know, so it doesn't bother me really. I hope you don't hear an echo, I'm trying to reduce the echo. I was going to drop a tweet just now about the the planned or alleged um, House of Reps bill trying to ban doctors from leaving the country until they practice for five years in Nigeria. Um, obviously, this is to protect against the brain drain in the medical sector. Um, you know... First of all, let me start by saying that the extreme distrust that people generally have in government makes everyone, A, doubt the government's sincerity when they are trying to achieve even a public goal, you know, like a, a an aim for everyone. Uh, but B, the amount of insane corruption, especially under the current government, makes everyone wonder where all the money is going to, all the billions we keep hearing that has been borrowed, we have borrowed ourselves into the ground. Other than infrastructure, which we can argue we have seen, you know, some of, um, the rest of it seems to have gone into some weird full subsidy. Um, and, in, and we haven't cut down the size of government. Uh, two things which everyone, including the World Bank, had asked us to do, I don't know, 20 years ago. So it's a bit um, insincere when the government acts like, oh, suddenly we have this altruistic um, aim to save everyone by restricting the natural rights and freedoms of an individual to A, move around, and to B, practice his trade without restriction, both of which are supposed to be guaranteed rights. Um, we have seen in the private sector, for instance, that a restriction of of your ability to practice your trade can actually be invalidated by the courts. For a long time, before, I can't remember what year it is, but for a very long time, it was settled law that even all these um, employment bonds that banks used to make people sign, right, before they employ you to indicate that if, you, if I employ you and I put you to tra- training, that you can't leave, um, it, it was almost established law for a very long time in Nigeria that those things were invalid um, and that you could not you could not exercise the restraint of trade on someone from leaving you to practice elsewhere. However, there was a case, if I remember clearly, where a pilot, um, and you know those are very specialized, the pilot was given expensive training um, by a new company he was supposed to work for and... Uh, and uh, immediately after the training, he decides to leave uh, and go work for the competition with the knowledge and the expertise that he now has, thanks to the money that somebody else spent on him. And of course, they went to court, trying the employer who spent the money went to court to try to get the benefit of the money he's just spent, uh, return on investment, as we call it. Um, and I think that was one of the cases where the courts had held that because it was such a specialized, expertise-driven employment, that uh and you know it cost the employee clearly cost the employer a lot of money he the employer did have a right to expect a return on his investment and that if this pilot couldn't stay he had to refund the money 
Now, so listen, so he said, what I don't remember is whether or not they insisted that he couldn't leave at all, which I doubt because I haven't seen the courts that can force. The courts always say you can't, you can force the horse to the water, but you can't force it to drink, which means that it has to uphold your human rights to liberty and movement, etc. But while still protecting your employers, right, who have invested in you. So what I think happened, and I have to check, I might be wrong, don't quote me on this is that the courts had simply asked the pilot to pay back the sum, but they refused to give damages to the employers, right? So they didn't add a dime. They just said, look, give us the provable cost, uninflated cost of how much it took to 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 train him. Um, we're not going to add any interest. We're not going to add anything on it because it's not a, you know, it's not an investment like shares. It's actually, you know, you trained him for your purpose. So here's your money back sort of thing. Um... So that's what I remember. Where that's where I remember that we stand right now with that, and I just want to apply that to the medical sector. Just like pilots, the medical sector is a very expertise-driven industry, which means we can't all just wake up and become medical doctors, and it has a direct impact on the ability to do the job. So we can't all fly planes, right? They're very technical, very complex. It takes a lot of training, over two to three years training. Same way with doctors. That's why they take seven years to train them, send them abroad for housemanships and things like that. The, the point being, expertise-driven, extremely expensive. Um, so I would feel that if, if the matter ever goes to court and, and the, uh, the doctors take it to court, I feel like the courts will say that this is just my opinion. And that justice would be that the courts will say, look, without asking all lawyers, all, I'm sorry, all doctors that they can't travel, that would be against their rights to movement. What we're then going to say is that if you're a publicly trained doctor, which means that you're either on government scholarships or you, you know, or we subsidized your training as a doctor in Nigeria, or we use public fund funds like tax to send you through medical school or whatever it is, um, and doctors are well treated in that regard in terms of you know training, they're well treated. In terms of that, then as soon as you finish medical school, there was the benefits to society that you were supposed to bring. Um, and which are not now bringing because as soon as you were done, you didn't even give one injection to some old woman. You refused to go on postings to the villages where you're required. All the hard work over the years that the government has put into training you in this specialized field is now lost. The government now has to quickly train another set of people who there's also no guarantee that when they're done, they're not just going to move to the UK. So, understandably, the courts might say that if you're not willing to stay, it's not slavery. It's not slave labor. We can't force you to give people injections. We can't force you to go on, on postings afterwards. We can't even force you to stay and practice. What we can do is to ask you to refund the money. And so if we can assess uh, and put a price to it and say, look, this is what it will reasonably take for the Nigerian government to train a, a doctor. Forget about corruption and inflation of costs. This is what we determine is the actual amount compared to elsewhere in the world as well. So yes, this is how much every doctor will refund to the government, updated every five years. So you can't leave, you can leave if you're publicly trained, you know, with public funds, but you've got to return the money. That I think is, should be the thrust. I haven't read the bill. I don't know what the reps are arguing about or what they're putting forward, but I think that that should be the, um, that should be the, uh, the thrust of it. Now, what concerns me is trust in government. Now, even where something as basic, on the face of it, very basic, as this, no one can, no one can 
contest the fact that there is a brain drain generally the japan movement is in full swing no one can challenge the fact that the doctors are being hunted by foreign healthcare systems giving them incentives and things to come over even though they have been trained from public funds in another country uh, we can't challenge that as well we can't also challenge that even when there was no jackba even when there wasn't it was very hard to locate doctors in the villages I've been to Ilori before where we could only find, you know, one doctor in like, a, 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 you know, miles when I fell sick at the hotel overnight. And that was the one incident where I almost died because the nurse on duty who was clearly, clearly a trainee nurse was about to inject me with an injection that I was extremely allergic to and I would have died from because she didn't understand she wasn't a, she hadn't finished her training. It was in the middle of the night. I was rushed in. I had to wait one hour for the nearest doctor to drive from his house to the hospital. There was no doctor on duty. There was no light, no generator. It was all done by candlelight in the dark. And um, she almost, literally almost injected me. But I kept insisting and saying, what did they write on the thing? She says, I should just bring my hand. No, madam. What did they write? What did the doctor ask you to give me? She then, you know, says blah. And I'm like, no, that can't be right. Because I literally told the doctor, and it's on my file, boldly, that I'm allergic to septrin. I'm allergic to sulfur drugs. Why on earth would the doctor ask you to give me sulfur drugs? She says, oh, let me go confirm. And she goes to confirm and comes back with, with the doctor, who is alarmed and was chastising her to say, I didn't say, can't you read my writing? Can't you read my writing? That wasn't what I said. And that exactly is how I would have died. That is to say that there is a real-life consequence to an absence of doctors and to an absence of medical personnel. Many doctors finish school and want to go to Lagos, Abuja, Port Harcourt, Kano. You can't blame them. Those are the big cities where the big hospitals are, where the private hospitals are who are willing to pay a living wage for their services. That's where they all want to migrate to. So the country already has a major displacement issue with where doctors are placed at great detriment to your own grandmothers, your grandparents. Anyone who's got a grandparent knows they never want to leave where they've grown up. It's hard for them. So if they're used to being in the village, no matter what happens, kidnappings, terrorism, they're not going to move. They have grown children who are doing well, who live in Lagos, who live in Abuja. They would not just go. They want to be there in their little church, in their little village, going to the same church they've gone for 52 years. It's a big thing to them. And so we have to get government services to them in the rural areas, including medical services. So all of this is to say that the government actually is on the right this time. They are on the right in terms of identifying that there is going to be a globe, uh, national shortage of medical personnel in key areas, in the rural areas where they are needed the most. It identified the problem clearly, and that should not be a contest. What Nigerians don't trust them with is that this is the right solution for it. Nigerians are asking, all of the monies you've wasted, the presidential fleets, the monies we've borrowed to Niger, we've dashed, given free to Niger Republic, the the monies we're using for stupid explorations in desert communities in the north, you know, and blah blah. Why are we spending those monies there? And why can't they go if this is so important to you, which we all agree is so important, why can't we use that money where it matters? 
That is the question. And it's a valid question as well, which leads to the great amount of mistrust. My point is, therefore, that we shouldn't bite, cut off, like they say in, in, in the English language, don't cut off your nose to spite your face. So we, we hate the government. We don't think they mean well. They are very corrupt. There's always a motive and agenda for them um, That that's driving what they're trying to do. They're trying to hurt innocent doctors who are just sitting there. We've carried the same sentiment when ASU went on strike for eight months. We carry the same sentiments when Dr. Oswin on strike. Everyone who is against the government is our best friend. We are suddenly on their side for no other reason than because we hate the government. So anything against the government, if you are fighting the police, even if you're a criminal, a known criminal, as long as you say, F the police, we're all like, yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The police is dead. The police is crazy. We need to take two steps back sometimes and say, is my hatred for the government clouding my common sense such that even when the government is acting to save me and my grandma, I'm actually working against those whose actions are to my detriment just because I hate the government. Is that what we're doing now? I don't think that's what we should be doing. So this is me saying, let's all of us take a dispassionate view on what the reps are trying to achieve. I do not agree that that's the way forward to ban the doctors. However, I also do not think that we should throw the baby away with the bathwater. Let's engage the federal constituencies. Let's talk to the senators. You can send them letters, send petitions. I know it's not America, it's not the UK. They probably won't even listen, they won't get it. But we can make proposals to them. I'm happy that all the medical organizations are making written statements and proposals, which is a great thing. That's the engagement and public engagement that's required before a law is passed anyway. There's usually a hearing period for the public, public hearing, where they take feedback from the public as to how will this new law affect you? Do you think it's right? Do you have any other solutions or recommendations? I think that's where we should be going. And I think that's where we are going, which is a good thing. But, you know, please, guys. Like we can't support every single thing that's just against the government, just because it's against the government, even when it's going to kill us eventually. And that's what I woke up with this morning, and I thought to share. Well, well, that's what uh, Easter Monday does to you when you have had three free days of doing nothing. Your brain is only on overdrive and thinking about Nigeria's problems when you're far away in the UK. Uh, yeah. <laughs> For you I'll talk to you soon. Let me know what you think. As usual, you know where to find me at Roxy, R-O-Q-Z-E-E. -E. You know where to find me online, all social media platforms. I'm always happy to take your feedback. Let me know what you think. What do you think in this banning the doctors thing? How do you think we should proceed with it? Do you, do you, I know you disagree with it, obviously. I do. But what do you think the government should do? Is it a real problem? And in the next five years, if we do nothing, can Nigeria survive without doctors? Um, at the rate we're churning new ones out and they're leaving. Let me know what you think. Happy to talk to you. Peace, y'all. Bye.